the reason why Amravati exists and probably the reason why all of us are gathered here, why we come and stay here, live here, wish to focus our our time, our attention uh, here at this place with the, the values that it as it embodies, is there's a, a recognition that the, the heart has the potential to be completely liberated, to be free of any kind of distress, any kind of limitation, every kind of, uh, of dukkha. Even if there's challenging weather or physical illnesses, aches and pains, there's this intuition, this potential that all of us intuit, I would suggest. The heart can be free of any kind of limitation, any kind of distress in relationship to the way the world is, the world around us, the world of this, this body, this particular personality. This potential for total freedom is what is the founding principle of, of this place. The deathless realm, Amaravati, right, literally right there in the name, it's in the label, the deathless realm. So it doesn't mean that days and, and nights don't come and go, or that things uh, don't get born or physically die here, but it's a reminder of that dimension of our being, which is unborn, undying, which is intrinsically limitless, unburdened, unburdenable. As quality goes by many names, the, the Dhamma, the unborn, the unconditioned, the uncreated, the unformed, Nibbana, the deathless, these are all different words that can be used to refer to this, this quality, this attribute of our own being. And when we talk in these terms, the deathless, the unborn, the unconditioned, it can seem very spacey, very remote, very intangible, something other. So it's interesting that in the connected discourses, the very first discourse in the chapter on the unconditioned, the Asankata Sangyuta, the connected discourses on the unconditioned, Sutta number one, the Buddha says, I'll teach you the unconditioned and the way to the unconditioned. And what is the way to the unconditioned? Mindfulness of the body. Number one on the list. So even though principles like the unconditioned, the unborn, the uncreated can seem spacey or remote or intangible, it's through this very body, through the, the conditions that we experience here, this body, this time, this place, these buildings, this country, this climate, through these conditions, 
that the unconditioned is realized. This is how it works. So in order to awaken to that unconditioned quality, to embody that unborn, uncreated, unoriginated, unformed quality, to fully realize that, embody that, the Buddha spells out mindfulness of the body. That's sort of number one on the list of the ways in order for that unborn, undying quality to be realized, to be known, to be actualized. So realization of the unconditioned, the unformed, is not dismissing of the world of form and the body and people and things, buildings, and eating and drinking and sleeping. Not at all. It's not a rejection of the conditioned or a dismissal, an ignoring of the conditioned, but an open-hearted appreciation of the conditioned, and particularly this body, this physical form that is the basis of the human lives that we are living through, that is the, the center of experience for each one of us. When we spend a lot of time in meditation, particularly sitting meditation, it's very easy to get drawn into the mental realm. Our moods, our ideas, our feelings, our memories, the chatter of thoughts arising, passing, getting drawn into loves and hates and stories, fears, desires, opinions, plans, memories. Sitting still, eyes closed, very easy for the attention to ignore the physical world, forget it, get drawn into the mental. Things get out of balance very easily in that way. So it's helpful with every period of sitting meditation as well as with walking meditation to take time at the, at the beginning to fully attune the attention to this physical body. Notice the posture. How is the body seated? Whether it's on a cushion or a chair or a stool, kneeling, cross-legged, however we might be. How is the body? Bringing attention to it and letting that act of attention, that caring awareness, have its effect upon the posture. Oh, the beginning of a sitting, to bring attention into the body, to notice, how does it feel? How is the body being held right now? Is it comfortable, uncomfortable, heavy, light, warm, cool? How is it?
establishing the sitting posture and for the body to be sitting in a, a way that is upright the spine at the center of attention inviting the spine to, to stretch and to grow to its full comfortable natural limit we hear these kind of instructions quite often and it's easy to relate to that oh time to meditate should sit up straight back straight and it can be heavily influenced by the you know, i should i must this is the instruction this is how i'm supposed to be but the more there is the i am and should and supposed to in the mixture the more that the the quality of effort is being co-opted by self-view by the habits of becoming and annihilation bhavatanna vibhavatanha i've got to become this got to get rid of that so bringing attention to the spine noticing how the the body is holding itself whether we're on a cushion or a chair or a stool let the act of attention itself bring about the adjustment of the body rather than i need to sit up straight i need to to have a good posture i need to sit like the buddha image i should i must leave all of that aside and let the act of awareness have its own effect being aware of how the body is holding itself notice how it adjusts on its own it's a self-adjusting system there's no need for any i should i must i want leave that aside let the awareness of the body have its own effect the more there's a clear and unbiased quality of awareness and knowing a caring appreciation of the body the more that it naturally adapts and adjusts to a balanced integrated harmonious point of integration balance steadiness it balances itself it integrates itself when we're aware of the the spine and the body center central axis of the body can feel it stretching stabilizing the center of our physical world and we can feel how the body can be upright but free of tension there's alertness 
but no stressing. And similarly, with the awareness being brought to the rest of the body, our face, our shoulders, our arms, the trunk of the body, our legs, our feet, being aware of the physical presence, this body, this time, that quality of awareness helps the whole system to relax, to settle. So this energy, alertness, but peacefulness. There's a quality of ease and settledness around this central column of the spine, the rest of the body softens, settles, relaxes. This is the natural balancing of energy and relaxation. When the system is well integrated, well balanced, this is how it, how it works on its own. Just like the breath, the in-breath and the out-breath. They work naturally, comfortably on their own. Paying attention to the body for at least a few minutes, establishing the, the posture in this integrated way, the start of every sitting, this creates a, a, a firm and supportive foundation for the skillful attributes of mind. If those qualities of energy and relaxation are established in balanced relationship with each other in the body, then that naturally supports and feeds that same balance in the mental world. The mind can be bright, alert, but peaceful, not stressed or agitated. Often the, the habit of mind is to only pay attention to the body when it's uncomfortable. We ignore it if it's not producing any particular sensations. If it starts to get uncomfortable, we generally meet that discomfort with anxiety. What's happening in my knee? Oh, my back feels weird. What's that strange sensation? What's that going to turn into? We meet those discomforts with anxiety or aversion or both. If there's pain in our knees or our back, aches and pains or tickles and strains, we feel a natural and reasonable aversion. We feel totally appropriate to, to hate and resent that painful feeling, to wish it would go away and to be averse to it. So if the mind only ever meets the body with anxiety or aversion, that in itself creates a lot of disturbance, agitation. So when we bring attention into the body, along with this balancing of energy and relaxation, 
It's important to have a genuine, sincere, caring quality. Not to just pay attention to the body when it feels uncomfortable and we feel anxiety or aversion, but loving appreciation. It's really helpful. Very supportive, skillful way to relate to the body. To appreciate the fact the body works so well, rather than just focusing on the bits that don't work or are painful. Appreciate that our spine can, can sit up straight, can hold the body together. Our legs can move, our lungs can breathe, our eyes can see, our ears can hear. Our joints still function. Wonderful. Gratitude, appreciation, loving kindness. It's important to bring these qualities to the body as well, not into some kind of cheesy, sentimental way, but out of a heartfelt appreciation. Spreading loving-kindness through the body is a genuine felt sense. Notice the effect of that. If we help the body to be balanced in energy and realization, we relate to it with a quality of appreciation, kindness, gratitude. Notice the effect of that. What's the result? Feel that. Know that directly. Let that speak for itself. <laughs>